Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Back on the program, and today we've got State Representative Mike Sparks uh, joining us in studio and um, cast of thousands. Yeah, got uh, Richard Boyd here with TDOC. Uh, the director, and um, we've been talking about him coming up here, talk about some of what they're doing to try to help those that are formerly incarcerated get back to work, return to work, change their lives, get off drugs. And I appreciate his heart and his passion in this community to make a difference. TDOC, Tennessee, Tennessee Department of Crime. I thought you knew this, Brian. I, I All did. these acronyms. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're not just talking to me, you're talking to well, our t- listening Well, Tennessee audience. Department of Corrections. Yeah, that's one thing about being a legislator, you, you pick up a lot of acronyms. Yeah, there's. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, some of them even overlap. Same acronym for different groups. Now, this is just one of those little things, but it's Department of Correction. Am Correction, I, yes, yes. Not a, it's not plural. Not plural. See, Correct. I learned that one in my days at Tennessee Radio Network, and I oh. remember saying Department of Corrections, and it's like, no, that's not it. That's so right. it's just one correction. Right, right, right. <laughs> How also, are you? Good. We also have with us uh, Megan Davenport. She is our forensic social worker rather than throwing out a bunch of uh, more initials we call her an fsw she's a graduate of mtsu and has her master's degree in social work as do i go blue raiders that's right (laughs) well good to have you here too thank you it's good to be here um so mike what was the uh the thought about what direction we try to take today i didn't know he had a master's in social work i didn't know that yeah wow yep and and a license Wow, I had a, a bill this year. I did. I got it out of education, um, and it's increasing the level of social workers in our school system. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's got a huge fiscal note. It's six million dollar fiscal note. I see it as an investment. Uh, and folks may hear me talk about Doctor the late Doctor Linda Gilbert that mm-hmm. passed away. Yeah. You know, we had that opioid uh, mental health uh, town hall in Smyrna at Parkway Baptist, and um, I want to thank Bill Spurlock and Brian Terry, Judge Barry Tidwell, Tennessee Mental Health Cooperative and uh, Tennessee Mental Health and Substance Abuse coming out. And that was the main essence that came out of that, kind of what I thought was what she said, um, Dr. Linda Gilbert, uh, her, on her last email, she said, Mike, the behavioral problems of the six to nine-year-olds are like something I've never seen before. Uh-huh. And now I see to my colleagues in the General Assembly, um, I'm, I'm as tight as anybody. I mean, uh-huh. I'm the most frugal person in the General Assembly, there's no doubt. But I see that as an investment, especially if we're seeing alarms and red flags go off of six to nine-year-olds now. What are they going to be like in five and ten and twenty years? Uh, so I appreciate. I didn't know that that was your your background, your yeah. master's. Yeah, most definitely. Thank you for that. Uh, let, let's let's kind of go to um, some conversation that I had with you. Remember Michael DeLeon with uh, Steered yeah. Straight? Uh, yeah. he, he was up with me recently and we were talking about the, the pandemic and how tough that's been and really kind of uh, uh, drug and alcohol abuse and, and everything that has just skyrocketed because of people uh, being, you know, I, I guess uh, quarantined and that kind of thing during the yeah. pandemic and, uh, you know, it's just been such a hard time. Uh, the pandemic has had uh, quite an effect, hasn't it? Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely, and that's uh, <clears throat> you know that's one of the things we've, uh, I've got Megan here for, is she can address a lot of the, uh, the a lot about the impact the pandemic has had on the community, on substance abuse, on mental health. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So um, kind of what you mentioned, the um, approaches to mitigate COVID specifically, um, so like the quarantine, the physical distancing, um, that really led to a heightened sense of isolation for a lot of people. Um, and that feeling of isolation coupled with the fear and uncertainty that was surrounding the pandemic in general, um, that actually served as a trigger for a lot of people with substance use, mental health disorders. Um, and so it actually heightens some of those symptoms that they were experiencing. Um, And as a result, without the lack of the social connection that's often necessary in recovery, um, we saw relapse, um, heightened, you know, increased substance use. um, That was more likely. um, And that's exactly what we saw happen for a lot of the individuals in our community. So, would it have been folks who had been struggling with with uh, substance use disorders and, and 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 mental health disorders that it it exacerbated the uh, situation, or did did we see maybe the the pandemic bring to light those you know uh, disorders maybe mm-hmm. in folks who hadn't struggled with that before? I would say that it was definitely both. Okay. Um, we had people that um, leaned towards that and then people that were already um, experiencing those disorders and, and in recovery um, dealing with um, the symptoms that led them to use to begin with. Um, so it kind of created that cycle for them. And with the Department of Correction does that does that mean that we're seeing higher numbers come into uh, our facilities? Uh, I mean, how does that translate for your line of work, I guess, with corrections? Mm-hmm. So what I've seen specifically, um, and I think we're, we're still dealing with the repercussions of it, I think um, in the coming months, the year, um, we're going to really see those numbers um, and be able to tell more what the impact was. Um, but in my line of work specifically, um, I have seen um, an increase in people that have have relapsed that that um, come in with positive drug screens and need um, treatment. Well, we've spent time talking, and of course, Mike, there was a special session this year to deal with education and learning loss and yeah. all those kinds of things. But you know that that's one segment of our population, and I don't know that we have a full good grasp of exactly what this COVID-19 has done with mental health and substance abuse. Um, You know, that's going to be obviously an area we've got to watch. Well, one of the biggest complaints and concerns I I hear from teachers is mental health and just the behavioral problems. And that's where I go back to what Dr. Linda Gilbert shared at our our town hall was, first of all, we've got to discuss the problem and one thing I appreciate about WGNS and you Brian is you know we've been talking about these issues probably longer than anybody in this entire county you know uh, we've talked about the lack of mentors the lack of fathers mental health drug addiction and um, you know often share and what I do like Richard you know Richard he I can be a little bit more blunt in what I say he's he's gonna naturally be a little bit more reserved and I know it's kind of difficult but I I know his boss, Commissioner Tony Parker, and I think a lot of Tony, and I and I can tell Tony what I think, and he can tell me what he thinks too. But you know, we're seeing we're seeing some huge problems in the mental health area. To to me, is more important today than it was last year, than it was ten years ago. And um, you know, I mean, we we see it right out front. We see it right out front. I seen a McDonald's just now, getting some some coffee, and seeing people out front there. And you know, and you see homelessness, and you know, you got to have you know you you just got to care about those issues and 
Richard and his department, they do care. Sandra Plum cares. And, um, but you know, I often share this. There's a book, A Lobbyist, and people hate it when I, when I say this. It's a book, A Lobbyist, and it's 68 pages long. And there's five people per page, five lobbyists per page. You know how many lobbyists there are for this issue? Pretty much none. <laughs> there may be the Tennessee Mental Health Cooperative. There may be, uh, you know, AFP may be doing some things, Americans Prosperity. They, they may be trying to, but they can only do so much. Until we get the church involved and folks to just start giving a, um, a dang about these things, I'm telling you, man, this, this country is heading for some major, major problems. And that's not being conspiracy theorists or alarmists or radical. That's just being honest and real. So those who are are dealing with substance abuse who are dealing with uh you know the effects of the pandemic on their mental health um probably i would think a lot of folks just don't know where to turn you know what what's what's some good advice that you can give for those who uh are struggling and 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 want out of this battle that they're in Mm -hmm. so the best advice that i can give um is to reach out for help um to talk about what you're experiencing to um, really be straightforward in um, realizing that um, there is a need for assistance um, and not being afraid to ask for such. Um, Tennessee has a really great resource. Um, It's the Tennessee Red Line, and you can actually call or text this number um, to receive information about substance use treatment, um, to get referrals for treatment. Um, The number is 1-800-889-9789, and all conversations are um, confidential. But I do want to add that specifically for individuals that are on state probation or parole that are experiencing substance use, mental health concerns, um, they can request to speak with a forensic social worker such as myself, um, and I can assist them in that referral process um, to send them to whether that be inpatient, outpatient treatment, or to one of um, Tennessee's day reporting centers. Uh, I wonder with those that maybe are on parole if there's some apprehension about admitting the struggle that they're going through for fear that you know they're going to be back in jail somewhere Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, most definitely there's that fear and uh we work closely with chancellor wilson actually we work closely with all three judges up there but chancellor wilson does our drc court and he did a great video for us uh, about was before the pandemic talking about the people that he sees come through his court so most of the time when folks come into our program as chancellor wilson says and as we see they come in kicking and screaming they don't want to be there i don't want to do this i don't want to whatever uh, and by the time they get to the end of our program they're like i don't want to leave I, i've been successful here this is the longest i've been sober i'm comfortable uh, i don't want to leave you all but fortunately and the way our program is designed uh, when they leave they leave with good resources and good connections and like we always say you don't have to be on papers to come see us we love to see our success stories come back and we do we have a couple of folks who you know just check in with us regularly they're not on probation anymore they're just like hey i'm doing good these are my grandkids here's what's going on Um, so even though we are the department of correction uh, they know that we're there to truly to help them to become better citizens and to fulfill our mission uh, which is to uh, ensure public safety. 
Now, you said DRC. What, yeah. What's oh, that? Uh, I'm back with Another acronym. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. So that's the Day Reporting Center. Okay. Uh, it's part of the 2016 Public Safety Act that uh, Representative Sparks and and the folks downtown passed in 20, uh, 2016, which did a lot of things with public safety. And one small part of that was the day reporting centers. Uh, and they started out with five, six across state, I'm sorry. Uh, there were six, it was Johnson City, Knoxville, Nashville, Murfreesboro, Jackson, and Memphis. Uh, and two more this fiscal year are gonna be added, one in Columbia and one in Chattanooga. And it's an intensive outpatient drug and alcohol rehab program for persons who are on state uh, probation or parole. So rather than if someone were to get picked up for drug and alcohol issues, rather than sending them back to prison, which is very costly, uh, they go they are instead through the court system or through their probation officer enrolled in our program. Phase one, Monday through Thursday from 8.30 to two. And we're doing all the outpatient drug and alcohol rehab programming that is pretty typical for a drug and alcohol rehab program. But in addition to that, we're also uh, helping them with employment, helping them to find uh, safe housing. Some of them don't have uh, driver's license or IDs. So there's a lot of things we're uh, helping to teach them. One of the, uh, I wanna say it's about two years ago, I had a class full of a bunch of guys and, and they saw me come in every day with a tie on and they said, hey, Director Boyd, can you uh, show us how to tie a tie? No one had ever shown. So I, I run up to the Goodwill, uh, bought a whole bunch of ties. They were ugly as I'll get out. <laughs> brought them in the next day. And, you know, we had just a quick class on how to tie a tie. So, you know, it's also that mentoring process yeah. of getting to know them. Um, and tell me a little bit about the community resource centers as well, because I think all of those are, are resources that tie in together, yes, right? Yes, exactly. So the CRC is for anyone who's ever been on state probation or parole. Uh, even if they've been, they, they're off uh, probation or parole and have been for 20 years, they can come in and get, uh, we can help them find a job. We can help them with uh, housing. We can help them with, if they've got a substance use need, we can help them with that. We can help them find a doctor. Um, but we also have, what I've noticed with a lot of the population is they really don't know how to use a computer. And now, especially since COVID, everything is online. If you wanna do your food stamps, your driver's license, get your birth certificate, you got to fill that out. Probably online. job interviews, job, everything. Job, yeah, everything. <laughs> so we've got a computer lab where, and we've got a staff member who will work with them to where they can come in, you know, and they can sit beside and our staff member will actually type it out for them. And one thing I want to remind everybody is 95% of incarcerated individuals will be coming back into the community. So, you know, there used to be this theory of lock them up and throw away the key. Well, uh, you know, there's the reality that if someone is uh, sentenced to serve a two to five to seven to ten year sentence, once that sentence is served, they're coming back into the community. Uh, what we don't want to have is we don't want to have them reoffend. So how do we do that? We give them those wraparound services in the prison and when they're out, and that's what CRC was designed to do. Now, the CRCs, are, are they related to the uh, day reporting or They're same building same staff okay uh, and CRC stands for Community Resource Center okay so we've done all kinds of interesting things through the Community Resource Center we had uh, this was for the Nashville Community Resource Center they had a guy who was released in East Tennessee landed in Nashville didn't have much of anything came into the Community Resource Center because he had a flyer they were able to get him some emergency housing 
uh, got him signed up for food stamps, got him clothes, got him everything he needed to be successful. Yeah. And they worked with him on and off for, I want to say, quite a while. And then, you know, now he's he's much more successful because of that. So these community resource centers are in the same communities um, as well. So Murfreesboro has all of yep. these resources. Yep. Same building, same. You know, one day I'm the DRC director. Ten minutes later, I might be the CRC director. Depends on who walks through the door. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that that makes sense. And uh, and and those resources are for anyone who is uh, has served time yes. in terms. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Anybody who's uh, who uh, to use a colloquialism, anybody who's ever been on papers. Uh, so if nobody knows what that means, don't worry about it. <laughs> but for those who do know what it means, they can walk through our door, and we're not there to send them back to prison. We're there to, they're like, hey, I'm living in a bad neighborhood. This is how much I make. Well, let's try to get you a little bit better job, better neighborhood, better whatever. Tennessee Department of Correction Director uh, Richard Boyd here, Megan Devonport uh, as well, Mike Sparks. And, uh, Mike, one one thing that I think is, is interesting here, we've talked about, you know, incarceration and 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 the, that rate, and you know the uh, reoffenders and and going back in. It, it it does seem like though, since we started talking about this 15 years ago, yeah. there have been some efforts made to uh, make that transition better. Yeah. And and I think that's part of the problem is that transition, isn't it? Well, uh, I, get back into real life. I think leadership is part of the problem. I mean, we get right here in this county. You could look at PCC. You know that situation how, how did that happen in thir- what 14 million dollar lawsuit and leaders just turned a blind eye people in positions of power and it's like okay but see this is a christian issue i mean christ talked about you know the least of these going into the jails and it's another thing to my colleagues that may be listening that are conservative this is a conservative issue teach a man to fish rather than give him a bunch of fish and ebt cards or captain d's it's a it's a conservative issue and until we get pissed and start changing these things and there's a lot of folks that do care all our judges man they're great jimmy turner bit uh i howard um wilson and barry tidwell and um uh, them them guys care man Uh i've witnessed them care bernard salandi our former chief deputy chris fly those guys care and i'll argue this i mean the gospel I know you may not say it, Richard. I think you you probably believe it, but you probably said on the radio, the gospel is the best return on investment because it doesn't cost taxpayers nothing. I've witnessed that change in uh, experience in people's lives. We've witnessed it with men of valor. But thank God we got a governor that's got the backbone to step up and 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 invest because we do have to invest. We got uh, Cliff Sharp over here with this nice facility. Uh-huh. Uh, in fact, I'm hoping. Cliff's listening because he's supposed to be coming over picking up some furniture at my house we're donating over there so Cliff's listening come on over Cliff but um but Cliff's got passion and and we care you know folks care and and that's what I see in Richard here and I see it in the commissioner Tony Parker as well but I've also seen in other people that don't care because there's no vote I mean where's there's no votes over there it's like Diane Canada was on the radio with me last Sunday she ran for office and she went into the prisons I said well how many votes you pick up probably zero but why would you do that it's a character issue but that's what i like about wgns because you it's real it's raw it's transparent just yesterday at his job fair how many people from the media showed up uh we had one from the murfreesboro post murfreesboro post yeah, dan uh, upright yeah dan uh lieutenant colonel dan 
Yeah, and I told him, I said, well, it's sad that the state of the media, we got to have drama. we got to get in a fist fight out here to get them to cover it. <laughs> and we got good people out there. I mean, <laughs> Ivan, the editor, cares. Dave Gold, the owner. And Dan was out there. But you got to get the message out. And that's what y'all are trying, man. I kind of feel sorry for y'all sometimes because you're trying. And I know you get frustrated. I can tell by the look on your face you get frustrated. <laughs> I get frustrated. We're going to take a a quick break. We'll come back and uh, some final thoughts with our guest. Here in just a moment, you're listening to Rutherford Issues on WGNS. With all the financial headlines, are you wondering if your retirement savings will last? The market's ups and downs can keep you guessing, especially if you're approaching retirement or considering it. Hi, I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Lee Colvin. If you have more questions than answers about what's next, let's work together to help ensure you're prepared for your journey. Stop by our office in the Public Shopping Center on South Rutherford Boulevard or give us a call at 615-907-7056. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Turner Security is proud to offer Honeywell Max Pro Cloud for your business. Control your security, access control, and camera system with one app. Arm your security, see your cameras, and unlock a door for a small monthly fee and no contract. Tired of paying for overnight guard service that doesn't work and costs too much? At Turner Security, we have your solution. Attention to the individual with a backpack. You are in a restricted area and need to leave immediately. Video monitoring with real-time live talk from Turner Security. Turn to Turner Security. Our people, that's the difference. Maples Realty and Auction. I'm Betsy Maples-Taylor with Maples Realty and Auction Company in Murfreesboro. Here's a look at our upcoming auction. Live auction on a luxurious lakeside estate in Murfreesboro featuring three or four bedrooms, four and a half baths, a three-car garage, basement, and stunning lake views sitting on 2.31 acres with extensive landscaping. See you Saturday, July 10th at 10 a.m. More information at maplesrealtyandauction.com. Maples Realty and Auction. Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. Back here on the show, our last few moments with uh, Tennessee Department of Correction Director Richard Boyd, Megan Davenport here, State Representative Mike Sparks. And um, in our last couple of moments, uh, something that you mentioned earlier is is the work to try to find uh, jobs for uh, parolees and you know folks who uh, ha- have come out of the system and um, that has to be one of the toughest things that uh, someone re-entering life has to go through and, and finding a job isn't always easy especially if there's a felony or so well you know that's the belief uh, and you know and I'm here to dispel that because we have a lot of employers who are what's called second chance employers mm. so i think there is a belief in the community that you know especially someone getting out of prison well i've got a felony nobody's going to hire me uh we've got uh, employers calling us all the time saying who do you got we need 50 people we need whatever we're, we're paying 12 14 one of our guys who graduated our program is now making i think 27 bucks an hour um yeah i'm like can I come work for you? <laughs> uh, but uh, but most of that, you know, uh, if someone's got an issue and they don't think they can get a job, we can get them a job. We can get them a high set. We can get them hooked up with education, training. Uh, we've got trucking companies that are calling us, depending on the nature of the felony, saying, send us the guys. We'll teach them how to drive a truck because we need truck drivers. Or we've got HVAC places saying, we've got a school. We can send them to and we'll be happy to hire them. And... As Representative Sparks and I were talking yesterday, some of the employers are like, those are the best workers I've yeah, got. Yeah, we've heard that. Yeah. 
Leroy Wells, he heard us on Rutherford Magazine the other day. He was in North Carolina. Leroy's a builder and mm-hmm. kind of a bulldog of a guy. And he, he called me frustrated. And he said, Mike, I'm getting guys out of halfway houses. I don't care if I got ankle bracelet because they're working. Mm-hmm. He said, but I told him, if I, if I catch him with a drink, you're fired. You're out of here. But he's teaching them a trade. So thank you, Lee. I think he was coming out to the job fair. I know he's interested in trying to help yeah, you Well, out. I think he's going to get in touch with Miss Plum for yeah. sure. So I, I'm, I'm assuming the community resource centers are places where you can get that help. Just walk through the door you don't even have to have an appointment that's just, it just yeah, walk, just through, walk the through the door exactly exactly so and those are in 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 the various communities where where is that here in in murfreesboro uh all right so we're on 640 broadmoor and i hate to use this as a reference but everybody knows where it is if you walk out the back door of hooters and walk across the parking lot you're walking my front door uh when i give that as a landmark everybody knows brian's familiar with it (laughs) (laughs) broadmoor is that uh little um turn uh little street that you can get off of broad Mm -hmm. and and go by the uh red cross correct and and it's back in that correct and a little strip the strip mall behind there Mm -hmm. okay exactly and so that's all you just have to do is show up just walk through the door well that's awesome yeah well good stuff i appreciate you both being on and uh some great information here and don't forget uh if you missed any part of the show or came in uh, a bit late we do podcast these shows so it'll be at wgnsradio.com under podcast and rutherford issues or just search wgns wherever you listen to audio itunes google play stitcher uh, all those, uh, Spotify, yep, we're all of those places, so check it out. Our guests uh, have been TDOC Director Richard Boyd, Megan Davenport, and State Representative Mike Sparks. Have a good day, everybody. Mm-hmm.